This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me as always are Scarlett and Dave. Guys, this is a big deal. We have done something that, um, you know, most podcasters wouldn't do, which is we've gotten to 100 episodes now. This is a big deal because, like I said, not only do most podcasters not get there, but most podcasters have have people quit along the way. Not you. No one quit on this podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We because we have our original co-host Barnabas Piper joining us today for a special. Well, technically, drop aren't in. you and Dave the original co-hosts? And then I was like the it, the, the third. But not wheel. as malcontents. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we've, I was going to say, I thought we'd done way more than this, but also you're right. It was under the previous uh, name. What That's did it right. used to be called? Uh, Reading Writers back in the day. That's right. I remember that. Was a long yeah, time you were ago. on there a bunch too. I was on that a couple of times. Just yep. kind, of bl- kind of blended it into malcontents. Uh, basically, Barnabas came on and what happened? We renamed it quickly. And we we had a workshop that didn't we? We did. That was our yeah. first episode. Yeah, that was whiteboards and and corporate lunches and all sorts of things to get there. It was, it was quite <laughs> it was very a very uh, expensive. Yeah, it's quite a <laughs> quite an effort to get to table of malcontents. That's right. Yeah. I've had people write to me saying, "I would love to be on your podcast, Table of Contents," and I'm like, <laughs> "No." No, and nope. you can't be on it. No, you can't. <laughs> that would be too nice of a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a fun workshop. We had mm-hmm. all the. What, what were some of the other ones we rejected? Can we remember any of those? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just no. Nope. Nope. No. Well, I, mean, I think I bet there's a document that exists somewhere. I think there was a shared Google Doc. So unless one of you guys erased it, that might that might exist somewhere. Mine uh, would have been on a previous uh, Gmail account of mine that doesn't exist anymore. Same. So that means um, Aaron's the only one with access. That's true, Aaron. It's all on you. So <laughs> I would. Well, I think it'd be fun to pull those up just to hear uh, Scarlett's opinions on the things that we didn't go with. And if she was like, "Why didn't you guys go with that one?" I'm feeling like I'm not the super fan I claim to be because I don't remember any of the other ones. I feel well, like I should of, just. I don't know think that. any of them were ever publicized. This was all kind of before. Oh, okay. any, so it was. This was all like behind closed doors. I feel like we, there was some spitballing on the air, though, wasn't there? There was. Um, that is a possibility. The, My this memory en- is failing. This entire podcast. No, I mean like you a- were spitballing ideas. <laughs> right. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Man, I'm actually Sorry. looking it's right the, now. It's the which farm it- internet? I'm on a delay. Mental right. delay. <laughs> the farm internet. <laughs> it's That's always okay to just blame a farm. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if it, it. I don't even know if it exists anymore. It's probably just gone away. Um. 
Yeah, you know, we um, in the episode, we kind of, we may have named him on that first episode too, like the ones we rejected. Actually, I'm pretty sure we did. We probably should have done our own. I think that's what I'm remembering. We should have done our own research, which we didn't. So we've if already failed you. If only there was you. a way to go back and look at episodes that exist from the past. Mm. 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 It's challenging. Who knows, who knows how to do that? Mm. Oh, wait, uh-huh. we all do. <laughs> we can go back in, but we're not going to right now. By the way, I'm just going to go right into it and just mm-hmm. say how much I appreciate that Barnabas is already taking digs at Aaron. You know, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a show with Barnabas on it if he wasn't. You know, there are certain kinds of friendships you have in your life where you you're apart for a while, it could be like a month or a year, or a decade and you you reconvene and things pick up right where they were and just nothing ever changes. This is one of those. Mhm. So that's a, that's a great compliment to Aaron that I feel totally comfortable walking into the digital room and making fun of him immediately. You know, um, I'd be disappointed if you didn't. <laughs> You'd wonder what was wrong with me. We would need to, we would need to go to friendship counseling and, uh, you know. Not doing that. No. So Barnabas, let me ask you this. Have you, um, since you have left the podcast, have you gone back to listen to any of them? No. Do you mean do you mean the ones that I was on? No. Oh, definitely not, not those. <laughs> I don't listen to any podcasts that I am talking on ever. So that's and that's not like a principle. I just don't. Um, and no, I don't really. I I forgot that I could subscribe to this. It's like when I stopped being on it, I forgot that it was a thing that other people listen to. So. That's, <laughs> It just, it just didn't fill that space in my brain. That is a ringing endorsement. And if you can just include your five-star review while you're going back to, you know, yes. looking to find this podcast, uh, we'd appreciate that. Hey, you guys. That's um, right. I know I'm the lowest on the totem pole of this podcast because I came last, but um, I just really want to hear about Barnabas's wedding is the thing. <laughs> That's why. That's I mean, what I'm hoping this whole podcast. I think will you're be. higher on the totem pole than me by a fair margin, considering you're actually on this podcast, and I am an invited guest who shows up and is rude to okay. Aaron. Okay, well, let's hear about the wedding. Well, right. I mean, before we do, I, though, I gotta say it's impressive how your life has changed since you left the show. <laughs> I mean, you found you found true Lots love. You got married, engaged, engaged, and married all in that time. Yeah, good. <laughs> Things happen when you leave the show, y'all. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, yeah, but you caused a pandemic. I have no one else to blame but you. That's a fair point. <clears throat> My life got better. Sorry for you guys. Uh, I don't know if this has made the earlier recording, but I did ask Barnabas where he got, where he got married. <laughs> I asked, was it in Cool Springs? And what did you say? I said it was at a place called the Cool Springs House, which is, in fact, very near to Cool Springs. Yes. Um... So let's, yes, let's start there. Uh, we got married at the end of July. I don't know when this is going to post, so we'll be somewhat vague. Uh, end of July and at the Cool Springs house, which is like an old farmhouse just south of Nashville. Um, about 15 people were in attendance. We had originally planned to have like 120-ish and then... Uh, that pandemic that I caused, sorry, everybody, for all the inconvenience. It inconvenienced us, too. We had to tell people they weren't allowed to come. And uh, so just family. But 
it ended up being ended up being really great. It wasn't, uh, you know, there was a little bit of disappointment making the transition mentally and then definitely planning for from like big party to small thing, but it didn't feel like it diminished anything at all. Um, it was, uh, and it was, it's way less stressful when you don't have to worry about planning for 120 people. Hmm. Granted, I say that I did, <laughs> did very little of the actual planning and setup. I was, I was told to stay away. Uh, kind of like this the, podcast in the past for you. <laughs> well, I think my deal with the podcast a good was point. I'm only willing to show up and talk. So if there's anything that involves like production or anything, I'm out. I'm not doing that. Uh, and that was, and then you guys, that's why you guys paid me the big bucks. Um, so yeah, so we got, it was a Friday late afternoon thing. So, um, and then did dinner afterwards on site with, you know, had it catered in and it was basically like a, like a big family dinner. Cause Lauren's family was in town. So she has, two sisters, a brother-in-law, her parents, her grandpa was in town. My parents were in town, one of her close friends. And then uh, Ray and Janie Ortland, Ray being the former pastor at Emanuel, where I'm on staff, who officiated the wedding and his wife. And so it was like, it was, and then my daughters. And so that was it. And so it, it was kind of the most natural thing to go from like a really nice little ceremony. Ray does a great job. He's uh exceptionally gifted at saying a lot of things in a very little amount of time, which is not something mm. that most reformed pastors excel at. <laughs> so uh, really great homily in like seven minutes, which was awesome. It was probably like a 15 minute ceremony. Um, and kudos to Ray for that. I don't remember most of it because I was <laughs> getting married. And I don't think most people remember their weddings very well. It's like a series of snapshots. So it mm -hmm. feels a little bit like a scrapbook for the day. Like, I think I remember some of these things happening, but I, I'd have a hard time relaying the details of the event. Um, mm. Yeah. And then, and then we went to Mexico the next day and were there for a week, which uh, was great because advantage of a pandemic, nobody wants to travel. So flying was easy and the resort was only about 25% full. Mm -hmm. and we never had to wait for anything. So mm -hmm. those are, uh, we just had to wear masks a lot, yeah. but oh well. Yeah. All in all, it was wonderful. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yes. I gave you like the super concise version. If you have specific questions, Scarlett, feel free to ask. I'm not good at uh, <sighs> describing things like weddings in a way that means something to like most women. So yeah, that feel like y'all are, are looking subpar. for different. The wedding I mean, wasn't subpar. I'm My description sucks. <laughs> yeah. no, that's what I mean. It was the description. It was, yeah. I didn't quite get what I was looking for, but the, the photos you shared were great. I especially loved, I think it was on Twitter where you could see your families and your dad was like this and it was really sweet. I loved that one. Mm. Um, yeah, one of my daughters yeah. was like throwing her arms up in the air, cheering, look like yes. a, like just yes. all out celebration. Those, yeah, I those love were that great. picture. Um, so maybe we need to get your wife on here to give a more substantial. She, she would give a much more, um, yes, she would paint in all of the, like I sketched some like dotted outlines. She would paint in all the colors and give you a full sense of things in a way that I'm utterly incapable of doing. <laughs> or maybe just post the video sometime. Maybe I could maybe share it with you guys. I don't know that we're going to post hey. it. Okay. <laughs> Carry well, on. I'm not a post it kind of guy, you know? <laughs> no, the picture. I mean, the pictures were great. I I loved. Honestly, one of my favorite ones was seeing 
uh, was one with your daughters and seeing how excited they were. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was huge. That was their, their happiness and excitement during the day was one of many highlights, but just they, yeah, they were thrilled to be part of it and excited. And, uh, most of that is credit to Lauren, just the way that she's gotten to know them and treated them for the last, I don't know, I guess we're a year and a half now and, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. made them feel at ease and valued and, not displaced and you know mm. kind of all all on the all on the right side of the ledger none on the wrong side of the ledger in terms of of how how she's handled things with them yeah that's awesome and we did use books as part of our wedding decor because Lauren, i think she owns she owns about as many books as i do maybe more she's mostly a fiction reader like she's a fiction, fantasy fiction, historical fiction, that's her jam. Uh, so we had to buy lots of bookshelves to furnish our place, which was great. <clears throat> and uh, so yeah, books were kind of table displays. They were up kind of, we got married in front of a big fireplace and they were the uh, the mantle displays up there. So they were cool. woven into the whole thing too. So there's our, there's our podcast tie-in. Nice. That's fantastic. So, so have you, have you guys considered going the built-in bookshelf route? Uh, well, we're renting a house right now, so no. Um, her, she, she wants a library with one of those ladders on wheels. You know, like the. Oh yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's like that's like dream house. You know, if you ask her what do you want in a house, she'll go there first, and then be like, I mean, I, I guess a nice kitchen would be good too, but uh, really, just the library <laughs> is the starting place. Nice. Do you share any like favorite authors or books though? Um, I mean, she she knows harry potter better than anybody i've ever met like (laughs) she has the kind of memory that she could be like oh that happened in chapter seven of the third book and if you if you kind of misdescribe something she'll be like no no that's it wasn't that character who said that it was this one and she's so (laughs) we do share a love of harry potter she has a knowledge of it that is like encyclopedic um and what else trying to think there was a couple other series like that but she i mean she reads she has so many like eight book series that are fantasy fiction and stuff like that that i've never even heard of so we uh we have a small overlap on the venn diagram of books and then other than that we kind of introduce each other to stuff and so far it's been like introducing and being like i don't know if that one's for me so (laughs) we might read in different directions has she finished lonesome dove <laughs> no, but her excuse is that she hasn't started, unlike somebody. <laughs> I got through another sentence. <laughs> got through another sentence. Are you ever going to finish it, Aaron? I do plan to someday. Someday is not a plan. Oh, it's a plan. <laughs> I'm going to get to it. It's going to happen. The question is is whether or not it's going to happen before I move out of my apartment and into a house. I think the question is whether it's going to happen before you're dead. Well, that I mean, those are both valid. Valid. Those are the same question, aren't they? I don't know when are you moving. I don't know. <laughs> and um, hopefully before July, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I love it. You're you're already making him feel uncomfortable, Barnabas. This is just fun, um, <laughs> Barnabas. We do need to have you back on. I guess right when your book comes out, um, that's probably the one thing we're 
Yeah, we, we, we can do a deeper dive then, but October, right? Yeah, it comes out October 1st. That's right. So we'll have a link for people to pre-order and uh, mm-hmm. pre-order many copies from that link specifically. Not from hey, any other um, link. <clears throat> then Aaron makes eight cents a copy. Correct. <laughs> I want to say that when you came on before, I had not yet read it. I think I had just started it, and now I've read it, and I loved it, but also now I'm happy. And I'm not kidding. Like, it I'm worked. much happier. Seriously. Bef- when Aaron told us you were coming on, I was like, oh, cool. Barnabas is coming on. And then I was like, I'm way happier. I really am. So, yeah. You, you did seem a little bit, um, a little down last time I was on. Oh, was no, that a couple months ago? Yeah, I was full into the pandemic sadness for sure. Yeah. Well, I was in a dark place. I'm glad it helped. Or that, I don't know if it's a correlation or causation. I'm glad it's in <laughs> in association <laughs> with you being happier. No, yeah. I think it was part of my um, my journey back to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> That's another book title that should be written. Great uh, podcast title. <laughs> my journey back to happiness. I think we got it right there. Uh, it's, a good, uh, it's a good episode title. So, but you know, before we go too much further, because we've got some stuff we're actually going to talk about, but Barnabas, this is my, this is our wedding gift to you. It is a listener question. All right. For Dave. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is happening right now. Dave, here's the question. Dave, do you, or have you ever dressed your cats? I have not, to my reckon, recollection. I had to think about that one. Your face is saying that you have, though. I may have assisted. <laughs> I don't know why it sounds so he funny. He totally has. No, no. I mean, like, if you get like, like, if you have something, it's a yes I or have, no question. Dave. I have, I have daughters <laughs> who have dolls. <laughs> It's I have I have put little hats. Cats cats <laughs> no, no, come no. with cats come with fur on them. If you've put anything else on them other than a collar, then the answer is yes. So you've put doll hats on them, but you don't count that as dressing them up. Um well that's why I'm like I don't remember like physically putting like a shirt on my cat. <laughs> but hats But you're not yes. saying that you haven't. I have put hats and capes. Okay, does that, is that, that's okay. <laughs> that 100% counts as dr- absolutely dressing up your cats. That's a yes, Dave. That's a yes. Yeah. That's... Cats don't wear shirts. Who, who asked this question and how do I find him or her? Uh, this is uh, one of our listeners named Dan. Dan is a friend of mine. And, uh, Thanks, Dan. And he's going to be very happy that, you, that, that we got to the bottom of this. Yes, I have done that yes there you go isn't it freeing when's the last time you did that i don't know last week it was last week yesterday it was today he's doing it right now (laughs) right now there's a cat walking by in a cape and a hat a cat fashion show to record this (laughs) podcast dave's cat fashion show i'm trying to think barnabas i think i have another cat since you were on the show (laughs) whoa (laughs) Scarlet's got a lot more, many more animals. I um, do. Yeah, she, she has a farm. Scarlet, how many of them are cats? Two of them. Okay. But how they're outdoor of... cats. They've never been dressed up. One is feral. Okay, to be clear, an, out, an outdoor cat is only sort of yours. An outdoor no. cat is a wild animal that uses you for food. Hmm. It's a barn cat. So we have a little shed barn thing out there, and they sit right there all the time. 
and they so run they up to us in the morning. And shelter. Yes. Okay. And love. One of them loves us. The other one does not love us, and she runs away and hides in a hole every time. And we walk See, indoor it. cats are just imprisoned wild animals who are using you for food and shelter, but also resent you for imprisoning them. Dave would disagree. I can tell. Especially no. when you put them I through have... like Barbie clothes. I didn't say Barbies. You said doll. Right. I want American, 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 American girl. American girl, probably. probably. That's probably this is what the, we all the heard, Dave. size for, for cats. <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong with your hand, Dave? There's... <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't. All right, listeners, I may not have made any hand gestures to uh, to a guest in a long time, but the last one I'm pretty sure was Barnabas. Okay, <laughs> got to keep the streak alive. I know. Oh my <laughs> Scarlett's like, great. <laughs> this is this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> I think Cat Fashion Show might be a better podcast title than My Journey yep. to sure. Happiness. Although one functions as a subtitle <laughs> for the other, so that's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> you know the yes. time the time that you know Madeline came home after joining us for that episode about uh, I guess kids books mm-hmm. uh, she's like mom they all kind of make fun of dad and his cats and our cats <laughs> 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 like every single episode <laughs> interesting it hasn't happened the last seven months I wonder why huh. mm. I don't know yeah Scarlett's much nicer guest or co-host sorry I mean come on than you you're killing well, me. Well, she was a nicer guest, too. I don't but, dish yes. it out. I just enjoy it. I enjoy listening to it, but I don't well, enjoy dishing it out. I've had to really up my game on that lately. So the answer for Dan is that, yes, Dave has dressed up his cats recently, as as recent as the, the morning of this recording. Got it. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> right before he drove into the office, just a quick cat fashion show. All right, help his kids get ready for school, help the cat get into its jacket, and off we go. My, my, my cats may or may not have their own Instagram account, okay? Just, just oh throwing gosh, that out there. Oh my gosh, what is it? Cat what Lady is Dave. The title? At, at, at Cat Lady Dave. Wow. We're talking. Um, we're going to talk about the enjoyable things of the last hundred episodes. And well, I think we're talking about one of them right now. This is a great example of things that have been enjoyable for about a hundred episodes. I worked hard. Like I came up with like lists of some of my favorite episodes and books and all these things of how you guys have benefited. Like <laughs> bless my life, and this is what the podcast has become. But okay. this is how you've blessed our lives, Dave. You are the gift that keeps on giving. How many cat outfits? You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me as always are Scarlett and Dave. Guys, this is a big deal. We have done something that um, you know most podcasters wouldn't do, which is we've gotten to 100 episodes now. This is a big deal because, like I said, not only do most podcasters not get there, but most podcasters have have people quit along the way. Not you. No one quit on this podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We because we have our original co-host Barnabas Piper joining us today for a special. Well, technically, drop aren't in. you and Dave the original co-hosts, and then I was like the it, the, the third. But not wheel. as malcontents. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we've, I was going to say, I thought we'd done way more than this, but also you're right. It was under the previous uh, name. What did it right. used to be called? 
uh, reading writers back in the day. That's right. I remember that. It was a long yeah, time you were ago. on there a bunch too. I was on that a couple times. Just yep. kind of bl- kind of blended it into malcontents. Uh, basically, Barnabas came on, and what happened? We renamed it quickly, and we we had to workshop that, didn't we? We did. That was our yeah. first episode. Yeah, that was whiteboards and and corporate lunches and all sorts of things to get there. It was, it was quite <laughs> it was very a, expensive. Uh, yeah, it's quite a <laughs> quite an effort to get to table of malcontents. That's right. Yeah. I've had people write to me saying, I would love to be on your podcast, Table of Contents. And I'm like, no, no. And nope. you can't be on it. No, you can't. Said, that would be too nice of a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a fun workshop. We had mm-hmm. all the, what, what were some of the other ones we rejected? Can we remember any of those? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just no. Nope. Nope. No. Well, I, mean, I think I bet there's a document that exists somewhere. I think there was a shared Google Doc. So unless one of you guys erased it, that might that might exist somewhere. Mine uh, would have been on a previous uh, Gmail account of mine that doesn't exist anymore. Same. So that means um, Aaron's the only one with access. That's true, Aaron. It's all on you. So <laughs> I would. Well, I think it'd be fun to pull those up just to hear uh, Scarlett's opinions on the things that we didn't go with. And if she was like, "Why didn't you guys go with that one?" I'm feeling like I'm not the super fan I claim to be because I don't remember any of the other ones. I feel well, like I should of, just. I don't know think that. any of them were ever publicized. This was all kind of before. Oh, okay. any, so it was. This was all like behind closed doors. And I feel like we, there was some spitballing on the air, though, wasn't there? There was. Um, that is a possibility. Th- My memory en- is failing. This entire podcast. No, I mean like you a- were spitballing ideas. <laughs> right. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Man, I'm actually sorry. looking it's right the, now. It's the which farm internet? I'm on a delay. Mental right. delay. <laughs> the farm internet. <laughs> it's That's always okay to just blame a farmer. Yes. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know if it, it. I don't even know if it exists anymore. It's probably just gone away. Um. Yeah, you know, we um, in the episode, we kind of, we may have named him on that first episode too, like the ones we rejected. Actually, I'm pretty sure we did. We probably should have done our own. I think that's what I'm remembering. We should have done our own research, which we didn't. So we've if already only failed there was you. a way to go back and look at episodes that exist from the past. Mm. 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 It's challenging. Who knows, who knows how to do that? Mm. Oh, wait, uh-huh. we all do. <laughs> we can go back in, but we're not going to right now. By the way, I'm just going to go right into it and just mm-hmm. say how much I appreciate that Barnabas is already taking digs at Aaron. You know, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a show with Barnabas on it if he wasn't. You know, there are certain kinds of friendships you have in your life where you you're apart for a while, could be like a month or a year, or a decade and you you reconvene and things pick up right where they were and just nothing ever changes. This is one of those. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a great compliment to Aaron that I feel totally comfortable walking into <laughs> the digital room and making fun of him immediately. You um, know, I'd be disappointed if you didn't. <laughs> You'd wonder what was wrong with me. We would need to, we would need to go to friendship counseling and, uh, you know. Not doing that. No. So Barnabas, let me ask you this. Have you, um, since you have left the podcast, have you gone back to listen to any of them? No. Do you mean do you mean the ones that I was on? No. no oh, definitely not. not those. 
<laughs> I don't listen to any podcasts that I am talking on ever. So that's, and that's not like a principle. I just don't. Um, and no, I don't really, I, I forgot that I could subscribe to this. It's like when I stopped being on it, I forgot that it was a thing that other people listen to. So that's, it just, it just didn't fill that space in my brain. That is a ringing endorsement. And if you can just include your five-star review while you're going back to, you know, yes. looking to find this podcast, uh, we'd appreciate that. Hey, you guys. That's um, right. I know I'm the lowest on the totem pole of this podcast because I came last, but um, I just really want to hear about Barnabas's wedding is the thing. <laughs> That's why that's I mean, what I'm hoping this whole podcast I think you're be. higher on the totem pole than me by a fair margin, considering you're actually on this podcast and I am an invited guest who shows up and is rude to okay. Aaron. Well, that case, let's hear about the wedding. Well, right. I mean, before we do, I, though, I got to say it's impressive how your life has changed since you left the show. <laughs> I mean, you found you found true Lots love. You got married and engage, engaged and married all in that time. <laughs> yeah, good Things happen when you leave the show, y'all. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, yeah, you caused a pandemic. I have no one else to blame but you. That's a fair point. <clears throat> My life got better. Sorry for you guys. Uh, I don't know if this has made the earlier recording, but I did ask Barnabas where he got, where he got married. <laughs> I asked, was it in Cool Springs? And what did you say? I said it was at a place called the Cool Springs House, which is, in fact, very near to Cool Springs. Yes. <laughs> um. So that's, yes, let's start there. Uh, we got married at the end of July. I don't know when this is going to post, so we'll be somewhat vague. Uh, end of July and at the Cool Springs house, which is like an old farmhouse just south of Nashville. Um, about 15 people were in attendance. We had originally planned to have like 120-ish and then... Uh, that pandemic that I caused, sorry, everybody, for all the inconvenience. It inconvenienced us, too. We had to tell people they weren't allowed to come. And uh, so just family. But it ended up being ended up being really great. It wasn't, uh, you know, there was a little bit of disappointment making the transition mentally and then definitely planning for from, like, big party to small thing. But it didn't feel like it diminished anything at all. Um, it was, uh, and it was, it's way less stressful when you don't have to worry about planning for 120 people. Hmm. Granted, I say that I did, did very little of the actual planning and setup. I was, I was told to stay away. Kind of uh, like this the, podcast in the past for you. Well, I think my deal with the podcast <laughs> a good was point. I'm only willing to show up and talk. So if there's anything that involves like production or anything, I'm out. I'm not doing that. Uh, and that was, and then you guys, that's why you guys paid me the big bucks. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so we got, it was a Friday late afternoon thing. So, um, and then did dinner afterwards on site with, you know, had it catered in. And it was basically like a, just like a big family dinner because Lauren's family was in town. So she has two sisters, a brother-in-law, her parents, her grandpa was in town. My parents were in town, one of her close friends. And then uh, Ray and Janie Ortland, Ray being the former pastor at Emmanuel where I'm on staff who officiated the wedding and his wife. And so it was like, it was, and then my daughters. And so that was it. And so it, it was kind of the most natural thing to go from like a really nice little ceremony. Ray does a great job. He's uh, 
exceptionally gifted at saying a lot of things in a very little amount of time, which is not something mm-hmm. that most reformed pastors excel at. <laughs> so uh, really great homily in like seven minutes, which was awesome. It was probably like a 15 minute ceremony. Um, and kudos to Ray for that. I don't remember most of it because I was <laughs> getting married. And I don't think most people remember their weddings very well. It's like a series of snapshots. So it mm-hmm. feels a little bit like a scrapbook for the day. Like, I think I remember some of these things happening, but I, I'd have a hard time relaying the details of the event. Um, mm. Yeah. And then, and then we went to Mexico the next day and were there for a week, which uh, was great because advantage of a pandemic, nobody wants to travel. So flying was easy and the resort was only about 25% full mm-hmm. and we never had to wait for anything. So mm-hmm. those are, uh, we just had to wear masks a lot, yeah. but oh well. Yeah. All in all, it was wonderful. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yes. I gave you like the super concise version. If you have specific questions, Scarlett, feel free to ask. I'm not good at uh, <sighs> describing things like weddings in a way that means something to like most women. So yeah, that I feel like y'all are, was y'all are looking subpar. for dip- The wedding I mean, wasn't subpar. I'm My description sucks. <laughs> yeah. no, that's what I mean. It was the description. It was, yeah. I didn't quite get what I was looking for, but the, the photos you shared were great. I especially loved, I think it was on Twitter where you could see your families and your dad was like this and it was really sweet. I loved that one. Mm. Um, yeah, one of my daughters yeah. was like throwing her arms up in the air, cheering, look like yes. a, like just yes. an all out celebration. Those, yeah, I those love are that great. picture. Um, so maybe we need to get your wife on here to give a more substantial. She, she would give a much more, um, yes. She would paint in all of the, like I sketched some like dotted outlines. She would paint in all the colors and give you a full sense of things in a way that I'm utterly incapable of doing. <laughs> or maybe just post the video sometime. Maybe. I could maybe share it with you guys. I don't know that we're going to post okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Carry well, on. I'm not a post it kind of guy. You know? <laughs> no, the picture, I mean, the pictures were great. I, I loved, honestly, one of my favorite ones was seeing, uh, was one with your daughters and seeing how excited they were. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was huge. That was their their happiness and excitement during the day was one of many highlights. But just they, yeah, they were thrilled to be part of it and excited. And uh, most of that is credit to Lauren, just the way that she's gotten to know them and treated them for the last I don't know, I guess we're a year and a half now, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. made them feel at ease and valued and not displaced and you know mm. kind of all, all on the all on the right side of the ledger none on the wrong side of the ledger in terms of of how how she's handled things with them yeah that's awesome and we did use books as part of our wedding decor because Lauren, i think she owns she owns about as many books as i do maybe more she's mostly a fiction reader like she's a Fiction, fantasy fiction, historical fiction, that's her jam. Uh, so we had to buy lots of bookshelves to furnish our place, which was great. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, books were kind of table displays. They were up kind of, we got married in front of a big fireplace and they were the uh, the mantle displays up there. So they were cool. woven into the whole thing too. So there's our, there's our podcast tie-in. Nice. That's fantastic. So so have you have you guys considered going the built-in bookshelf route? Uh, well, we're renting a house right now, so no. Um, her, she, she wants a library with one of those ladders on wheels, you know, like the oh, yeah. 
That's, mm-hmm. that's like, that's like dream house. You know, if you ask her, what do you want in a house? She'll go there first and then be like, I mean, I, I guess a nice kitchen would be good too, but uh, <laughs> really just the library is the starting place. Nice. Do you share any like favorite authors or books though? Um, I mean, she, she knows Harry Potter better than anybody I've ever met. Like she has the kind of memory that she could be like, oh, that happened in chapter seven of the third book. And if you, if you kind of misdescribe something, she'll be like, no, no, that's, it wasn't that character who said that it was this one. And she's, so we do share a love of Harry Potter. She has a knowledge of it that is like encyclopedic. Um, And what else? I'm trying to think. There was a couple other series like that, but she, I mean, she reads... She has so many like eight book series that are fantasy fiction and stuff like that that I've never even heard of. So we uh, we have a small overlap on the Venn diagram of books. And then other than that, we kind of introduce each other to stuff. And so far it's been like introducing and being like, I don't know if that one's for me. So <laughs> we might read in different directions. Has she finished Lonesome Dove? <laughs> no, but her excuse is that she hasn't started, unlike somebody. <laughs> I got through another sentence. <laughs> got through another sentence. Are you ever going to finish it, Aaron? I do plan to someday. Someday is not a plan. Oh, it's a plan. <laughs> I'm going to get to it. It's going to happen. The question is, is whether or not it's going to happen before I move out of my apartment and into a house. I think the question is whether it's going to happen before you're dead. Well, that I mean, those are both valid. Valid. Those are the same question, aren't they? I don't know when are you moving. I don't know. <laughs> and um, hopefully before July, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I love it. You're you're already making him feel uncomfortable, Barnabas. This is just fun. Um, <laughs> Barnabas, we do need to have you back on, I guess, right when your book comes out. Um, that's probably the one thing we're, yeah, we, we, we can do a deeper dive then, but October, right? Yeah, it comes out October 1st. That's right. So we'll have a link for people to pre-order and uh, pre-order many copies from that link specifically. Not from hey, any other. Um, then Aaron makes eight cents a copy. Correct. <laughs> I want to say that when you came on before, I had not yet read it. I think I had just started it. And now I've read it and I loved it, but also now I'm happy. And I'm not kidding. Like it I'm worked. much happier. Seriously, bef- when Aaron told us you were coming on, I was like, oh cool, Barnabas is coming on. And then I was like, I'm way happier. I really am. So yeah. You, you did seem a little bit, um, a little down last time I was on. Oh, was no, that a couple months ago? Yeah, I was full into the pandemic sadness for sure. Yeah. I was in a dark place. I'm glad it helped or that, I don't know if it's a correlation or causation. I'm glad it's in, <laughs> in association <laughs> with you being happier. No. Yeah. I think it was part of my, um, my journey back to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> That's another book title that should be written. Great uh, podcast title. <laughs> my journey back to happiness. I think we got it right there. Uh, it's a good, uh, it's a good episode title. So, but you know, before we go too much further, because we've got some stuff we're actually going to talk about, but Barnabas, this is my, this is our wedding gift to you. It is a listener question. All right. For Dave. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is happening right now. 
Dave, here's the question. Dave, do you or have you ever dressed your cats? I have not to my reckon recollection. I had to think about that one. Your face is saying <laughs> that you have, though. I may have assisted. <laughs> I don't know why it sounds so he funny. He totally has. No, no. I mean, like, if you get like, like, if you have something. It's a yes I or have, no question, Dave. I have, I have daughters <laughs> who have dolls. <laughs> It's I have I have put little hats. Cats cats <laughs> no, no, come no. with fur. cats come with fur on them. If you've put anything else on them other than a collar, then the answer is yes. So you've put doll hats on them, but you don't count that as dressing them up. Um well that's why I'm like, I don't remember like physically putting like a shirt on my cat. <laughs> but hats. But you're yes. not saying that you haven't. I have put hats and capes. Okay, does that, is that, that's okay. <laughs> that 100% counts as dr absolutely dressing up your cats. That's a yes, Dave. That's a yes. Yeah. That's... Cats don't wear shirts. Who, who asked this question and how do I find him or her? Uh, this is uh, one of our listeners named Dan. Dan is a friend of mine. And, uh, Thanks, Dan. And he's going to be very happy that, you, that, that we got to the bottom of this. Yes, I have done that yes <laughs> there you when's go. the Isn't most it recent freeing? time when's the last know. time you did that i don't know I don't last keep week track. it was last no. week yesterday no. it was today he's doing it right now <laughs> right now there's you a cat walking by in a cape interrupted and a hat a cat fashion show to record this <laughs> podcast dave's cat fashion show i'm trying there to think barnabas i think i have another cat since you were on the show <laughs> whoa <laughs> Scarlet's got a lot more, many more animals. I um, do. Yeah, she, she has a farm. Them. Scarlet, how many of them are cats? Two of them. Okay. But how they're outdoor have... cats. They've never been dressed up. One is feral. Okay, to be clear, an, out, an outdoor cat is only sort of yours. An outdoor cat no. is a wild animal that uses you for food. Hmm. It's a barn cat. So we have a little shed barn thing out there, and they sit right there all the time. And they so run they up to us in the food morning. And shelter. Yes. Okay. And love. One of them loves us. The other one does not love us. And she runs away and hides in a hole every time we walk. See, up indoor her. cats are just imprisoned wild animals who are using you for food and shelter, but also resent you for imprisoning them. Dave would disagree. I can tell. Especially no. when you put them I through have... like Barbie clothes. I didn't say Barbies. You said doll. Uh, I want American, American, American girl. American that's girl, probably. That's probably this is what the, we all heard, Dave. Size for for cats. <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong there's, with your hand, Dave? There's. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't. All right, listeners. I may not have made any hand gestures to uh, to a guest in a long time, but the last one I'm pretty sure was Barnabas. Okay. <laughs> Got to keep the streak. <laughs> alive i know oh <laughs> scarlet's like great <laughs> this is this is not what i signed up for <laughs> i think cat fashion show might be a better podcast title than my for journey sure. to happiness although one functions as a subtitle for the other so that's yeah. true <laughs> you know the yes. time the time that you know madeline came home after joining us for that episode about uh i guess kids books mm -hmm. um she's like mom they all kind of make fun of dad and his cats and our cats. <laughs> like every single episode. <laughs> Interesting. It hasn't happened the last seven months. I wonder why. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. Scarlett's much nicer guest or co-host. Sorry. I mean, come on. Then you, 
You're killing well, me. That's well, she given. was a nicer guest too. I don't but dish yes. it out. I just enjoy it. I enjoy listening to it, but I don't well, enjoy dishing it out. I've had to really up my game on that lately. So the answer for Dan is that yes, Dave has dressed up his cats recently, as as recent as the the morning of this recording. Got it. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> drove into the office just a quick cat fashion show right help his kids get ready for school help the cat get into its jacket and off we go my 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 cats may or may not have their own instagram account okay just just oh my gosh what is it cat lady dave title at cat Cat lady dave wow we're talking Um, we're gonna talk about the enjoyable things of the last hundred episodes and well i think we're talking about one of them right now this is a great example of things that have been enjoyable for about a hundred episodes. I worked hard. Like I came up with like lists of some of my favorite episodes and books and all these things of how you guys have benefited, like <laughs> bless my life. And this is what the podcast has become. But okay. this is how you've blessed our lives, Dave. You are the gift that keeps on giving. How many cat outfits do you have? I may or may not have a meeting here in a minute. I'm just going to say, okay. <laughs> with the cat <laughs> to discuss the next photo shoot. Um, <laughs> Okay, sorry, Dave. Go you, along you with would, your agenda. I'm sorry, sorry. You were saying something sincere. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to have <laughs> you over, on. Barnabas, and you're going to, you're going to, I'm going to put all the cats in one room with you and see what happens. I bet they're going to lock love you. the door. How much do you love your cats? I, I love them. <laughs> I just love them. I don't. I don't. It may you know. not be a good idea. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. No, they're uh, they're sweet. You know, they they occasionally scratch you, but that's part of the experience. You know. <laughs> It's like Stockholm. It's like Stockholm syndrome. This is my favorite podcast that's ever happened. That's right. Oh gosh, cat Stockholm syndrome. That's what this is. Oh man, unbelievable! (laughs) Wow. Thanks a lot. Who's hosting this thing? Oh, you know, I think it's kind of still kind of me, isn't it? I think you are. You are producer, that's right. engineer, host. That's right. And I'm allowing all this to happen because I'm enjoying it. So I'm, I'm so glad that you are right now. Mm-hmm. All right. I will go back to my agenda. I, don't, I know it's mine, but, you know, yeah, but come on. See, here's the thing, Dave. We've actually been holding to your agenda so far because, see, here's what we've gotten. We've gotten we've introduced the 100th episode. We've gotten a recap just now of everything that's happened uh, through the first big chunk of it when when Barnabas was a regular on the show. Okay. Um, we heard about Barnabas's wedding. Um, we have experienced once again the memorable moments of Barnabas making fun of me and um, making fun of you for your animals. Okay. All right. My recollection is that there's something on there that says, for example, Dave and Scarlett introducing animals to the podcast, which we've also discussed (laughs) at some length today. So that's true. Dave, your agenda has been like, we've stuck to it. Okay. okay. Not only that, respectful. not only okay. that, but Scarlett just said this is her the best episode ever, which automatically hits your the next one on your agenda, which is talking about favorite favorite guests and interviews and conversations. Okay. Well, I mean, the top one certainly has to be um, January 2019. Certainly, a better year. <laughs> In the sense of when when we did Scarlet's surprise episode, I must say that was that that was we were going to have Scarlet on. We literally just t- stopped talking about that, and then Scarlet's walking by the podcast booth, and 
there we go. She has no idea. Well, we're just going to interview about the book right then and there. And it was better. It was awesome. Come on, Scarlett. What do you think? Did we really make you nervous? I was so excited. It was weird how excited I was. <laughs> it's definitely weird. And I didn't hold back. And I remember leaving and saying, Brandon, this may have been like my favorite moment of my life. <laughs> I think I may oh. have said, I'm just kidding. But I think I may have said only a little bit joking, winning nationals at cheerleading in 11th grade and infiltrating this podcast are like top life moments for me. Yeah, I don't, you know what? That says Scarlett, something about my life, I know. But it also um, says something that you said that to your husband and he, he didn't appear in either of those moments. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And also marrying you. I think I said that. Did you say it that way? Probably. Like, I don't you remember. Cracked, like, you cracked the top three. That's not bad. Good job, Brandon. Top three. You did it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Along with malcontents and cheerleading. It's a well-rounded life. <clears throat> it was super fun. That, that was, was a fun day. That was super fun. I don't life think was simpler back then. <laughs> It was a back, simpler back time. Back when you could like drop in on something and not scare people. Now, if you yeah. dropped in, people would be like, ah, get away. And where's your mask? Yeah. Sitting in the same room. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we've had any other like drop in guests. I don't think we've done that. So, Scarlett, you were the one and only. Have we? I don't think we have. I don't think we did. No. No, I think the closest was when we did a few episodes at uh, one of the one of the Calvinist conferences, I can't remember which one it is, uh, where we just like grab people like, Hey, are you free at three o'clock this afternoon or something? Yeah. That was like also Ronnie 2019. Martin and I think Karen Swallow prior. And I feel like we did one or two others, but I can't remember who. And ever Those since are- Ronnie has been wanting to get back on here, I gotta, I gotta set that up with him. You gotta get him on here. Yeah. Good, good luck. Uh, he only shows up for his own podcast about half the time. So we'll see if you can get him on. Oh, I think I can make that happen. <laughs> he probably will be more dedicated to yours than to his own. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I have a question for him. I have a question that's waiting that only he can answer. And I'm not even going to share it until it's time. So, All right. Well, that might be the tease enough to get me to listen to that one whenever you get it. I'm trying to think who uh, who else would be like... Well, my I, I really enjoyed that Lay Finger episode. That was a good one. I knew that mm-hmm. was coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never did listen to that, by the way. It's for the best. I mean, nope. Just out of sheer jealousy and spite, I did not. I, I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. That's why I'm saying it's for the best because it's good for your soul to not do it. I do still have the picture that he signed of me, however. <laughs> <laughs> that picture was gold. Yep. And what was the, so little, good. the speech bubble says something like, hey, I want a cigarette or something to that effect. Yep. Yeah. Did he write that on there or did you guys and then he signed it? No, he wrote that. Oh, good. Good. It wow. just completes it completes the whole thing. Yeah, I still have that. Good. Do you ever show it to show do you show it to anybody ever? No, I need to find a place to display it appropriately, but that might need to wait for the library with the ladder so that it, it it's in its proper place in a in a place of literature. And then a picture of fat me in third grade asking for a cigarette. <laughs> Can you guys remember any episode, this is for everyone, that like you took a ton of notes on the books recommended or there's one in particular? I literally I w- take all the notes. Well, yeah, that's a good point because you're the only one who re-listens to every single one the whole way through. 
I thought Osinga's was fun, Andrew Osinga, because yep. I had never really gotten into Westerns. And uh, and yes, we were introduced, Aaron, to a book called Lonesome Dove in that conversation, even though we'd talked about it before. But um, Aaron, I apparently- I was aware of it. <laughs> Aaron was not moved by that podcast the way Barnabas and I may have been. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one came to mind for me too, because- we talked a lot about Westerns, which I loved. And then Andrew mm -hmm. said that The Sun by Philip Meyer was his mm -hmm. all-time favorite. And I hadn't heard of it. So mm -hmm. I promptly bought it. I think I bought it at McKay's as mm -hmm. another recurring theme of this podcast is our deep and abiding affection for McKay's. Um, McKay's is we, the best. Yeah. I know all we want is some credit. That's it. <laughs> yeah. They, maybe Aaron can use his Canadian charm to get them to respond. They were... Uh, I haven't gotten jack crap out of them in multiple <laughs> efforts. So um, despite spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars of store credit there. Um, so I bought, yeah, I bought it. And then it's, uh, it is as good as, as he said it was, it's brilliant. So Aaron, whenever you don't finish Lonesome Dove, you should try The Sun by Philip Meyer. So, you know, I, I might finish it, it before you... I do it. You told me to read it last time you were on this podcast, Barnabas, and I bought it and I read a couple pages and I was like, this is great. And then I forgot about it. And then Barn and then Barnan Brandon took it and I'm still going to read it. I just forgot about it. So has he, has he read it in full or is he working on it right now? I don't think he's ready yet. It's okay. in his um, queue. Gotcha. Okay. It doesn't involve a dragon, so he's probably not going to read it. Is yeah. that his thing? Dragons are his thing, although he did tell me to read, um, what is it, Recursion, which I'm reading, and it's so good, and it's sci-fi, so now I think I need a sci-fi list of books. Recursion, it's really good. It sounds like a made-up word. You haven't word. heard of it? Recursion. Blake, I think no, it's made-up word. It's by Blake, Blake Crouch. Yeah. It's this. So I'm not super far into it yet, but I like it because um, I was telling Brandon I like it because it's... Um, realistic kind of sci-fi like i could see this actually happening and then he said oh no no keep reading it's not realistic but i'm like fully sucked in so i want to know about if you have a list aaron probably what? of sci-fi it's like this could definitely happen what kind of sci-fi is it is it like alien sci-fi is it like scientific advancement that does crazy things sci-fi like what like what are psychological we, psychological like there's a virus that makes you have false memories it's called fms false memory syndrome so you remember it's a life that name. you never lived yeah. and it's like a thriller and hmm. yeah but i'm not too far into it yet so i don't know what causes the virus yet see i'm i'm pretty sure that that's an that's really just a recasting of the Mandela effect. Like um, Nelson Mandela? No, 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 no. It's mentioned in this book, the Mandela effect. The The idea behind it is that is this idea of false memories. I like that you say that as if it's a thing people are supposed to know. They're like, <laughs> oh, yes, you know, that whatever effect. Mandela, Nelson. No, I not was, that. I was just... Gata, what, whatever it was you said. <laughs> yes. So the whole idea behind it. So, I mean, this is why people are certain that there is a movie starring Sinbad um, called Shazam from the 1990s when there was not. Yeah, it's like a collective memory, like the Berenstein Bears. Like everybody thinks it was spelled a certain way, but it was actually spelled a different way. And everyone's like, no, it was spelled this way. It's like Friends is funny. I feel like I took us into a different place. What were we talking about? 
It's all right. We were talking about sci-fi recommendations. So someone that you might like is someone that uh, Karen Swallow Pryor recommended um, on social media. And I've just started to check it out. Uh, check out check out this person's work. Um, but uh, Octavia E. Butler, she wrote a sci-fi duology called The Parable of the Sowers and Parable of the Talents. And so they take place in a... You know, at the time, a far off distant early 21st century in the 2020s, in fact. So I would check those out. The main character is a is a woman named Lauren who um, has a who suffers from this syndrome that makes her feel any physical pain that she witnesses. Like a voodoo doll like thing? No. <laughs> she sees something. She feels something. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes. She sees it. She feels it. Sounds potentially terrifying. Yeah. I mean, uh, like the syndrome really would be, but I mean, like reading the books itself. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there were other episodes or recommendations that that sucked me in. I think, Dave, I think you're in my repeated conversations about uh, Midnight in Paris <clears throat> and the caricature <laughs> of, of Ernest Hemingway, which we then Best. reprised on Twitter yesterday, I think <laughs> it was. Uh, they... I hadn't really read any Hemingway, so I, I cracked a couple of his in the last year or two. That uh, and I, I'm, there had to be a correlation there because I don't know why else I would have picked it up. And sure enough, The Old Man in the Sea, brilliant. So, so good. You know, I need to go back and reread. It's been since high school for that one, but I got on a too. kick about five years ago. I read I don't know four or five of his books, and uh, but I haven't gone back to read that. But it's a uh, well, and in the similar spirit of you getting me back on Steinbeck, uh, I uh, I read a bunch younger, you know, and then the last year and finally East of Eden right now I'm in the middle of. So thanks to you it is as good as they say and better. Yeah, I need so. to reread that one. It's been probably 10 years and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, still my favorite of his. Yeah. Well, I have uh, you, Barnabas, to thank slash blame for um, my great love of Longmire. I will take all the blame and all the credit. Yes. Yeah. Craig Johnson was great. Yeah. So I cleaned out McKay's and got um, all the ones I was missing from there. Um, and then I finally caved and I bought the last couple. And so there's like two now that I don't have. Um, the most, the one that came out last year and then the one that's coming out this month. Oh, I didn't know there was one coming out this month. Yes. Yeah. I it, listened to a lot of those and they're mostly read by George Goodell, who is probably the most prolific audiobook reader. I, I looked him up on Wikipedia just to see, cause I keep, I just keep stumbling across him. I think he's read something like 11 or 1200 audiobooks, but that was as of like 2016 or 2014. And audiobooks have only expanded by leaps and bounds in the last five years. So, yeah, he's insane in terms of the number. But he's a he does a brilliant job reading those. Does a, it's they're really fun. So here's the title of the new one: "The Next to Last Stand." I'm guessing there will be one more after this. <laughs> presumably, presumably he may be saying, "Hey, I'm all done because this care. How how many more times can I do this? Yeah, how many more times can the old dude get shot?" I mean, he does a great job of it so far, but, uh, <laughs> um, Scarlet credit to you. So Barnabas, Scarlet got me into, uh, uh, post-apocalyptic fiction. Thank you, uh, Scarlet for that with uh, one second after one second after. Yes. What is, uh, what is that? 
I feel like, isn't that a TV show too? I think I have heard that there is a TV show called Revolution or something like that based off of the book, but I haven't looked into it. Okay. So that is supposed to be based on the book. I remember seeing like an episode or two of that. It's like eight years ago now or something, but. Um, or based off of the same idea. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is. Yeah. All electricity is gone. Uh, what is the premise of this book? Post-apocalyptic oh, sounds like, I mean, that can be anything. There's no, a lot going there, on there's, there. There's an EMP, EMP, electromagnetic pulse blast over the U.S., and it basically knocks out all electronics, cars, planes, everything. And um, it's basically what happens to society. It's like in Asheville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, no, it's, I mean, it's centered around a small college in North Carolina, as she's saying, near Asheville. And um, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's a good book about the constitution and how to survive, what would happen. I like, <laughs> I like any of those stories. What happens within the first like few days to weeks after something bad happens. <laughs> it's good to see when pe- what happens when people crack. I just love the idea of a post-apocalyptic book taking place in a place I've actually been. Yeah. That's true. It's yeah. Black Mountain, right? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. right where the Ridgecrest Lifeway Center is. Yes. Yeah. When Brandon told me about it, he's like, we know all of these roads and places because mm-hmm. we've been there so many times. Yeah. They, so yeah, that's kind of weird and creepy. Yeah, Ridgecrest is that Baptist place up the road or something like that. <laughs> that's what yes. It's referred to in the, uh, in uh-huh. the book. Yes. Uh-huh. It's like the Baptist camp or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do a post-apocalyptic Southern Baptist world sounds utterly terrifying to me. You know, you're talking about what would it be like when people crack? I'm not sure I want to go there. Oh man. I mean, it could be a lot of fun though. Just to, just to read it, not to experience it. To, to just to read it from a distance. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could make the argument that that's all you need to do. All you need to do is watch Twitter right now in that space, and you're pretty close. Oh, that's a little uncomfortable close to home. Yeah, that's about as far as I can go without getting a call from one of my uh, from one of my uh, coworkers. Yeah, we don't we don't need that. No. Yep. Remember, we still have our rule of don't get fired, everybody. Words to live by. That's right. All right. So, um, Dave, our good friend Dave here has has let us know that he has a meeting in seven minutes. So we need to we need to be responsible and make sure that he gets to work on time, which really just means he's going going back home and dressing up his cats again. Well, I mean, we have different names for these things. <laughs> cats aren't going to dress themselves. That's right. That's right. How to get on the road? They lack opposable thumbs. They they depend on Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good life lesson. We all need help from others. And uh, can you we know. please? Can we title this? Dave's cats aren't going to dress themselves. <laughs> oh, there's going to be some kind of thing that I'll make for you for social media just for that. <laughs> oh. I don't know what to do with this. Oh, well, embrace it, Dave. You, you it's who this you on are. Yourself by answering yes to that question, Dave. <laughs> the, the correct answer would have been a stone-faced lie. Just nope, never done that. And then just stick to your story. Too honest. Yeah, you're too honest. Well, and when you were trying to say no, you were very clearly lying because you were hemming and hawing. I was trying to figure out what qualified as a yes or a no. All right. I was thinking. <laughs> a yes or a no qualifies as a yes just or a no. no to. Like, that's just one you're like, nope, <clears throat> never, never even considered it. That's insane. And just 
Leave it at that. You could justify it by saying, I have never put my cat in a tunic or a, you know, set of trousers, only the capes and hats. So a no would have, you could just, don't you know, give all the information. No, move on. I mean, you different get, title of the episode. You got to admit, a cape and a hat is pretty cool. All right, come on. Does it also have boots <laughs> and a small sword? He's nodding. Yes, have, they, they and, do have boots and have a Spanish accent. <laughs> they walked around behind the cat doing his best Antonio Banderas impression. Yes. That's right. Dave's online on Amazon right now, looking up cat boots. I mean. I mean, really, three of them look exactly like Puss in Boots. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Three of them? I have a, one How more. How many are there? <laughs> oh, my goodness. There are, there, there are four. There's one more, I think, since you last um, were on the podcast. There, there, <laughs> there are four. So I'm pretty sure that Dave got the uh, sucker punch of the week. <laughs> No, Dave doesn't need Dave doesn't need a punch. He needs therapy. I'm aware they keep things entertaining. So <laughs> gotta clean a lot of cat poop every day. So every for morning. the sucker punch, based on the, the outline that you sent, it looked as if we were doing like a sucker punch of the last one hundred episodes. I think we should. So this is like a thematic sucker punch. Wow. Like who well, has been on the short end of or the receiving end of said punch the most times kind of thing? Well, mine is obviously you guys have not let go of this cat thing and uh, we haven't been able to move on in a, in a healthy way. All right. It's very healthy for me. <laughs> I mean, oh, gosh, I, I think thematically over the, the hundred episodes, I think leadership books, by and large, <laughs> receive the sucker punch. They, no books have been um, so mercilessly mocked, with the exception of Nicholas Sparks, but that was just like two episodes, uh, as just leadership books in general, I think. My, is my memory deceiving well, me? The funny thing is uh, we've, we've tried to be complimentary of some of them, I mean, we don't you think I feel like, and we've even had people on to talk about them, but we've in turn have made fun of them, even to that person's face. <laughs> I'm thinking of like Daniel or something yeah, like that. Yeah, who was like or Daniel it, M. It's <laughs> impossible to dislike. No, and who's brilliant, and he still couldn't make us like leadership books. No, not it's one. True. <laughs> not one bit. No, nope. No, and Todd didn't help either. Oh, I forgot. Oh man, that's right. <laughs> Thought about that. Oh, it's I forgot. When, no, and he went into like this defense of uh, of good to great, and I was like, okay, fine, whatever makes you feel better, Todd. <laughs> but I will say, I will still say, he did a great job showing his skills and knowledge of Star Trek: The Next Generation in in our game of uh, leadership leadership book or Captain Picard. Yeah. We'll have to save one more of those when Barnabas is back on for his book. Yeah, I think oh, so. I, yeah, I got trashed at that last time we played that, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure did. Todd be, Todd, no, Todd beat me uh, when we played against each other. Yeah, so there you go. Was that because he knew leadership books or knew Star Trek? Yes. But, but yeah, Both? just yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> I don't know whether to be impressed or a little bit frightened or... I think that sums up my relationship with Todd in general. Like... Not sure whether to be impressed or a little bit afraid. What's happening here? Are we sucker punching? Are we 
Are we sucker punching leadership books? I, I think, think so. so. I think that's yeah, a good sucker punch. Yeah. Can we give a bonus one to Nicholas Sparks for sucking so bad? Absolutely. You, okay. Yeah, but you never finished. But his I'll still book. take his money. I you read never, it. I read enough words of his book to know that it, he deserves that. <laughs> I read a page and a half. See, that's not enough to fairly judge someone. I'm just saying, I really enjoyed those books when I was 20 years old. I thought you were about to say when I was 12, and I was be like, yeah, it sounds about right. When I was 20, Dave's gone. That's okay. We'll keep going. All right, now we can talk about Dave. Because that's right. <laughs> oh, no, wait. That's what we've been doing for half the episode. What else was on Dave's agenda that we Well, ignored? you know, we haven't, we haven't heard what everybody's reading right now. That's so true. Dave, we know, is reading about how to dress a cat. All right, cat fashion magazines. That's right. But, Barbara, Scarlett, what are you reading right now? Well, I told you I'm reading Recursion. That's what I'm reading. And I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but I hadn't started it yet. I'm reading, I started a novel a couple weeks ago called Shantaram. Interesting. It is, it's not as new agey as it sounds. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds kind of odd. It's, it's, I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's about a guy who escapes from prison in Australia and goes to live in Bombay, India, and basically just sort of fully um, ingratiates and, and folds himself into the culture there. And then it's sort of like a, he gets into the underworld. It's about Indian culture. I had a couple of people recommend it to me as one of the most brilliant novels they've ever read. And so I thought I'd give it a shot. And uh, I don't really know where it's going, but it is really well written. So it's enough to keep me moving along. Um, I'm like 20% of the way done. Uh, and then I'm reading a book called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. Um it's just basically about it's sort of him doing what Brennan Manning does in his books with slightly better the well not slightly just generally better theology but that idea of just sort of the overwhelming love of Christ for people who are failures and don't deserve it and it's uh yeah it's really really well written really clear really like it's it's for average readers it's not like a deep heavy theology book so it's really good yeah, I've uh, I've seen a lot of people recommending um, Dane's book, and so sooner or later, I'm actually going to have to get a copy and check it out. It's worth it, and it's it's uh, it's not the kind of book that you have to like settle in and like buckle up to read. You know, some books you get and you're like, all right, this is going to be a commitment. It's it really, it's yeah, it feels like it's uh, just a really smooth read. Cool. Well, I'm going to check that out. Uh, what I've got on on tap, I am continuing my trek through Longmire stuff. So, um, any other name, I think, is the is the one that I'm currently on. So that's uh, that's next up. And then I'm just keeping on nerding out because I'm introducing uh, my kids to a whole bunch of a whole bunch of fun throwback comic book stories from the '90s. So you're indoctrinating your children. Oh, they love this stuff. It's amazing. I don't have to work at it or anything. That is so, fun. Yeah. All right. Well, Barnabas, it's been a lot of fun to have you on again. I don't think Dave would agree with you, but he's not here to disagree. So I'll go with it's been a lot of fun to have me on. Yeah, we'll we'll have you on again soon to talk about the book. Um, like I said before, you're welcome anytime. Thanks. It'll be fun. 
Scarlett, I'm not, I can see you, but I'm not sure you're, if you're frozen or not. So great to talk to you as always. Are you back? <laughs> it's over, right? <laughs> it's just about. We're in the wrap up. Oh, hi, everyone. Great time to get you. And goodbye. Hi, and, and goodbye. goodbye. That's right. What you're reading right. sounds amazing. <laughs> Nice, nice. Just, all right. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, we'll talk to you. Back. We'll talk later. And uh, listeners, you know what to do: five stars, ratings, reviews, all that fun stuff. Make help us get to one hundred for the one hundred in the one hundredth episode, please. This one deserves it, especially Dave. He he deserves five stars do for, for Dave. Do it for <laughs> Dave. That's right. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>